Welcome to this week's episode of the Life of the Bridal podcast. Please remember that we are not professional tipsters and always, always gamble responsibly. Hello and welcome to our Friday, our Gold Cup Day preview of the Cheltenham Festival with the Life on the Bridal podcast. I'm your host, Will Taylor. Joining me as usual, we have Mr. Josh Bursey and Mr. Jack Holden. Hello to you. Good evening. Hello. So, gents, Gold Cup Day. Ex- excitement will be abound uh, on the on the hills of Cheltenham around. Um, how do we feel uh, going into this day? Well, by this this point, we'll all have had loads and loads of winners and we'll all be absolutely delighted. We won't be in a dark place, sipping Guinness, feeling desperate about ourselves. And we'll be looking forward to the worst day of the festival. <laughs> but it is the biggest. I mean, you know, the I think they said the Albert Bartlett is like one of the is the eighth most um, most punted on race in the, in the season, which is crazy, really. Yeah, but you look at some of the supporting card. I mean, you've got the Mayor's Chase, you've got the Hunter's Chase, and you've got the Triumph Herd on. And come on, I don't mind the Triumph Herd. It's a lot better than the Boogles, a race that I am having less and less time for. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, what we're gonna do? Let's crack on the Triumph Hurdle, the first race of the day, uh, gents. We'll go to Jack. You can lead on this one, Triumph Hurdle. Yes, I think it's certainly going to stay between the top three in the market. Lossy Mouth, I think, was an unlucky loser last time left down personally. I know other people think Gallimarso may have more to offer and wasn't really asked the proper question last time um, and could have improved for that run. I don't think so. I think there was, the, there was a lot to be made from... Lost Mass performance. It was a questionable couple of days for Paul Townend. I think that's fair to say. He um, had a couple of iffy runs, Fasal Vega, um, and then and Lossy Math as well. Blood Destiny is the interesting one. I think people are. I'm not too keen on the form personally, and I don't think what she's what sorry what he's done is good enough to get past Lossy Mouth. Personally, I won't be having a bet in the race. It's It, c- it could go into either three. Willie Mullins, the, the best of the race is Willie Mullins to win the race. So that's, uh, <laughs> that, that's all I really have to say on the matter, I'm afraid. Josh, uh, there's uh, quite a strong Irish contingent here. Is there any hope for a British horse? <laughs> Not really, no. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, I'd be shocked if Jupiter Jeet or Scriptwriter could win. And actually, I think the market has the pricing absolutely spot on. Lossy Mouth has got questions to answer at two to one. Blood Destiny has less questions to answer, but we don't know how the form compares with Lossy Mouth's form. It's a little bit shorter at 13 to eight. Gallimarso could potentially be half a point shorter than four to one. Might be a slight bit of value there. The interesting one is Zenta, also for Willie Mullins, only made its UK debut at Fairy House at the end of February, beat home um, Hypotenuse and um, Jour de Fette, Jour de Fette who became famous for um, getting in Lossy Mouth's way in Leopardstown. So uh, yeah. 
you know, I, I'm not sure how the form will stack up. Could be an interesting one come the day. I'd also like to just mention uh, Zipko as well uh, for Ben Pauling. Uh, another one of these, well, not a French raider anymore. But, um, <laughs> could be up, could be up to something. We don't know. Although massive price now at thirty three to one. Has won his last two races. Some decent form in France actually. Um, both at Poe. Yeah, that's just one one for a one for a place best or something. If you're interested. Yeah, I I look at this race. I think Nossi Math was very unfortunate in the Dublin Racing Festival. I think we all know that. But Gala Marceau is a serious serious threat. I look at the prices. I think Nossi Math is a better shout than Blood Destiny. It could be one for a for a double or a treble, and then end up losing on the third leg. Okay, we'll head over to the first handicap of Gold Cup Day. It is the County Hurdle. We're going to hand over to Josh. You can lead for us, please. Yeah, County Hurdle. Always a really, really interesting race. Lots and lots of top-class horses in here. Most notably, Sharjah, who most of you will know from uh, the champion hurdles of years gone by, finishing second to Honeysuckle and second to Epiton, and was brought down the year before against... Um, the young five-year-old in Espoir Dallin, or was it Enjoy Dallin? Espoir Dallin. Espoir Dallin, that's the one. So, Charger, possibly a good chance. A little bit short at 8-1 and could be a little bit regressive. You've got Filey Bay in there as the market leader. A 5-1 to one chance. Ran really well against Orkin Risk last time out. Orkin Risk also goes here as well. A lot of people thought... Orkham Risk was going to go for the Grand Annual on the Wednesday, but no, they've swerved it. They've come back over hurdles as well. Colonel Mustard is one that I find quite interesting, though, but it's a non-runner. Oh, oh. So I, I was I was kind of thinking, oh, Colonel Mustard, he ran really well in the Moor battle, came second, and I was really looking forward to backing Colonel Mustard, but not going to run. The interesting one to me, if they run here and if their conditions fall right, would be First Street. First mm-hmm. Street um, was second in the race last year. It's a state man, has some really, really good form this season, opted to swerve the champion hurdle. And it looks like if they come to Cheltenham, they will come to this race. Gin Coco is also interesting at a, um, a similar-ish price, at 16 to 1 best price currently for Harry Fry. But I would say that Jin Coco probably needs good ground, if not good to soft ground, to perform um, to the best of their ability. So it's a really, really tough race. And there are a lot of really, really good chances in here. Bally Adam might be another one to consider as well. Ran really well last year, fourth, and this is the target. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a Willie Mullins special, isn't it, this race? I look at it and I see the you've got Sharjah obviously it's on the market but the worry I, I'd worry maybe ten years old is, is it is Sharjah going to deliver also a very high weight Hunter's Yarn potentially got an interesting one there slightly lower in the weight top of the top of Willie Mullins list it's a difficult one Jack have you got a selection here uh, if there's any justice in the world Sharjah will get up and it will be one of the biggest celebrations of the entire week. If Charger can do that, and I'm sure that will be his last run, um, and bow out in a you know a heap of glory. Uh, Jim Coco for me, I like. I think it's perhaps my wallet talking. Um, I got involved at about twenty, so I'm pleased with that. I don't really have a strong opinion on the race. Dan Skelton has been talking up Pembroke as well. 
yeah. um, that, that's that's ground dependent. I think if it stays between, you know, r- r- around good to soft, maybe, um, maybe slightly firmer than that. Pembroke's got got a chance, but really, it's not. Um, I will have uh, emotionally, I'll be in the Charger camp. I mean, if you look a little bit further down the field, there's actually two quite good bets. I would say huge prices. Glory and Fortune finished eight eight lengths or so behind Honeysuckle in the Champion Hurdle last year, and is fifty to one in this race. Clearly, likes the course has come back hurdling after a bit of a disappointing chase run, and this looks like it's been the target. Freddie Gordon is also jocked up on Highway 102, taking seven pounds off. Yeah, I saw that. That's that could be a good thing. That's also fifty to one. Highway 102 has been a horse I've been following for a while. It's been quite profitable for me. I'm not sure whether I'm um, pushing my luck a little bit, little bit by backing it again. But if you were getting a decent amount of places and a similar price to currently at fifty to one, that's definitely a bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, most places will offer what. Five, six places. Well, if you're if you're if you're if you're on the place market, you know I don't like to name bookmakers, but one starting in Paddy and ending in Power, um, they're uh, they're place, they're offering uh, seven place seven places to, as a place finish. So not a not a not a win bet or a win each way well, bet. Yeah, uh, I mean it, it's a it's a twenty six runner race. I'd imagine you'd get at least seven places anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you could even get eight. I know some but bookies are quite generous with that. Uh, if we could nail it down to one selection, what would it be, Jack? Um, oh well, I have I have to, I have to go with what I backed, and I backed Jim Coco. Um, but emotionally, I will be supporting Charger. Josh, one selection for you: Glory and Fortune at fifty to one. Let's go. And I'll say Hunter's Yarn. Okay, right. We'll move on to the Albert Bartlett Novices Hurdle, three miles. This one, uh, Jack, will head to you first here. I have skin in the game. I hate that phrase, but I have skin in the game. Uh, <laughs> I'm on Embassy Gardens, who I think showed showed. I mean, that one of its last last runs. I can't remember where it was, um, but has has annihilated. A, I albeit a pretty weak field by up. Uh, well, is uh, this race this race at Furthers, Turles, however. Um, but has won by 35 lengths on the bridle. Now it hasn't been, has I don't think it's beaten much. Um, I don't think that form has been franked whatsoever. But to win, if if you go back and watch that, it's an absolutely uh, just imperious performance. Um, so I'll be backing Embassy Guns. And again, I've I said this with the for, for so Scottish Corbett's Cross. Is now owned by J.P. McManus. J.P., you know, what's the point in going out and spending a lot of money on a horse if you don't think it has a seriously good chance? I think what it did at the uh, last time out was uh, seriously impressive. That was at Nace uh, at the end of February. Um, has absolutely ra- uh, rattled home to beat Founder 50 by head. Who's a, who's a competent horse? Um, has put put together some serious performances. Uh, however, there is a doubt about whether that was too soon for him. So that was only all oh, doing the maths. 
that will be about 20, 21 days ago, 20 days between last run and this, and they're not sure uh, if that's going to be too quick a turnaround. So Cor- I'll be looking at Corbett's Cross, but also uh, Embassy Gardens for me. Interesting. Uh, in this one, I've actually I've got a bit of skin in this game too with Sandor Clegane. Uh, also actually came third to Goodland. So we'll see how Goodland has gone in the Ballymore. Uh, Goodland for the good people. And we have Sandor. Sandor Clegane is one that I think has got a lot of improvement in him. I'm a sucker for a Paul Nolan horse. Uh, but I, I have to say, I think three-car brag is going to take an awful lot of beating here, especially if the ground does get a bit soft, it does get softer, it may be even towards heavy. I think three-car brag could be one to stick in your multiple and, and bank on it. Favourites don't win the Bartlett, though. That, that's, that's true, but trends have not made that generalisation. <laughs> record, record trends are there to be broken. <laughs> The betting market is an opinion. It doesn't have any bearing. The horse doesn't know its price. I love that, Josh. I want more of that. More people saying these others. The horses never know about the pressure and everything like that. Like, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, we're recording this show on, on the on the Tuesday. We've just seen Marine Nationale win the Supreme. And no horse has ever won the Supreme with such a long gap between running. And it's just gone up and put in a fantastic performance. So trends are there to be broken. Uh, I think three car brag is absolutely there to be beaten. Uh, those is so it will take a lot of beating. Sorry, but I am also on Sandor again. Josh, I've also had a bet in this race. Oh, I, had yes. bet, I had a bet in this race quite early in the season, and this horse has finished um, fifth and has fallen since. Saint um, Palais. I backed it at thirty three to one. Had a very very good chasing campaign last season with. Four wins and a four to a Hoyt Senor, so not bad at all, really. Um, if 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 Sam Pale can find anything like that form over hurdles, he'll win this race. He's got more experience than these, and he could be a good bet at around sixty-six to one. I have, I I took thirty-threes earlier in the season. And I did top up a little bit before, um, kind of a couple of weeks ago, at 100 to 1. And I, I don't, you know, if you can get anything near that on the day, which I reckon you might be able to, especially you're probably going to be getting four, maybe even five places on this race. 100 to one's not a bad price at all. Even 80 to 1, I'd be more than happy to take it with five places. But mm. the one I can actually make the case for, I'm going <laughs> to do so with the help of some stats, is rock my way. Now, 16 of the 18 winners have won or placed in a graded novice hurdle. Well, Rock My Way fits that stat. And seven of the 18 winners had had won the Hyde, the Bristol, or the Classic earlier this season. And Rock My Way has gone and won the Classic, um, the Classic Novices Hurdle, very, very well at Cheltenham on Trials Day, beating Pembroke that day. I think that's decent form. Pembroke is a really, really decent horse. And at 25 to 1, I just feel rocked my way with the improvement to come from stepping up to three miles is a little bit overpriced. Yeah, I was on rock my way that day. Um, I think maybe a big, slightly bigger price, slightly unfashionable trainer. These things yeah. do, unfortunately, do, do come into effect. I think rock my way is well, a very decent job. Well, the, tra- the trainer... Um, owned uh, Rock My Way at that point. I believe Rock My Way has now been sold, but yes. at that point, still owned the horse. 
Okay then, gents. If we so, Josh, your one selection would be "Rock My Way," would it be? Yes, absolutely. Jack, your one selection. I'm going to stick with Embassy Gardens based on that performance uh, last time out. Fair enough. And I'm going to say three card brag, though I am also on Sandal Clegane. Okay, we move into the feature race of the festival, the biggest race of the National Hunt calendar. It is the Gold Cup. Uh, well, I'm going to hand over to Josh here to to give his thoughts. I mean, we'll all give we'll all give our, our thoughts, but I'm going to hand over to Josh to start us off. Well, you've got a horse in there in Galapand de Champs installed as the seven to four favourite, who has been quite impressive this season. Has beaten Statler really well at the Dublin Racing Festival after absolutely destroying Fakir in the John Zirkin. However. Has yet to go over three miles, two and a half furlongs. I don't think that's going to be an issue, but I do think this horse is vulnerable to an absolutely monstrous performance. And I feel like if Henry de Bromhead can get a Plutard back to anywhere near what he was when he won the Gold Cup last season, then I think a Plutard as eight to one is a right good bet. But you're getting compensated for the fact that he might not run a good race at all with that price. You've also yeah. got Brave Man's Game in there, who ran a really good race of winning the King George. Still would have won, even though um, Long Press came down at the final fence. And a horse that I really like, Noble Yates, last year's Gold Cup, uh, Grand National, sorry, winner mm. in there as well. But even as you look down the field, you've got some fantastic horses. Statler, Conflated, Protector, Ahoy Senor, who is really impressive on trials day. Manila Indo, who's won a Gold Cup and he's come second in the last two years. And then you see Hewitt. It's a really, really deep race. And if the ground turns uh, heavy, which it could potentially do by Friday, then Royal Pagaya would come right into the reckoning. So it's a really, really exciting open race. In terms of a bet at the moment, in terms of a value price, I've possibly looked to a hoist in your but Ahoy Senor is a horse I'd rather get involved with in running after a couple of flights have been jumped. I'd want to see that the horse has settled really, really well. But Ahoy Senor will be my angle into this. I also think it will be running quite strongly. I think it's a good race, and I think that will really suit Noble Yates. I think the cheap pieces are going to be going back on for the first time since the Grand National last year, and that will help Noble Yates travel closer to the pace and hopefully finish off his race from closer, getting him across the line in front. Jack, Gold Cup, take it away. I think Galapandashan is going to be incredibly hard to beat. I would say Brave Man's Game is a really interesting one for me. Yeah. I was a big, I was a big doubter. I have been for a while. Um, I was thinking against Cheltenham last year because of the doubts about the course. But however, however, I think. Since then, performances have shown otherwise. Uh, what he did in the King George was uh, out, just outstanding, really. Um, Long Press, who ran in that, would have uh, unseated the last. So the distance between that and Walker Guy, I don't think, is a bit flattering. Uh, all the all the right sounds are coming out of the Nichols camp. They are. He's super confident. He's just a massively improved horse, and he could go. He could go and do anything. 
I'm not, I'm still not convinced about the undulating track. Mm. But we, we we will see. That's something else to see. Uh, oh, Got to give a quick mention to Hewick uh, for <laughs> for Shark Hand. <laughs> uh, there were doubts about whether he would actually run in this uh, late late last week. Uh, I think that he will go. I, I think he's he's uh, taught us a good game. To be fair, Hewitt put, has put up some really decent performances this year. Um, do I think he'll win? No. If you're getting, if you, if you find the bookmaker is generous to offer four potentially five places, uh, who who knows? Could could be anything. Um, Apple tired. After what we saw at Haydock, you know, fingers crossed, Henry can sort him out um, and get him back on the right track. I think I think it's crazy that you have Aplutal and Manila Indo, two previous Gold Cup winners, in this field and are getting absolutely no respect whatsoever. Re- mm. Regardless of what they've run this season, they have won this race before. They've been there and done it. And effectively, Aplutal has put in one bad run since uh, since last time out for me. I think that was was not the right horse, whether he travelled over to Haydock or not. You know, in a, in, a, in a good state, we don't know. I I think it's Matt Craze to rule Apple tied out. Uh, Noble Gates as well, I think, could do could do anything. I thought he was a bit of a flat track bully, but I was at, we were at uh, Trials Day and put in a really strong staying performance and stuck on really well towards the line. Are any of these going to beat Gallup Anderson? I don't think so. Is there a potent, is there an angle for a for, for a forecast or something potentially? I would be looking at a Gallup Anderson, Brave Man's Game, Noble Yates, um, forecast, tricast, whatever you whatever you want to play. Yeah. Fair enough. I look at Brave Man's game. They always say that a Nichols horse is always much a much better chaser than a hurdler. So it'd be interesting to see there. I mean, I will say it's such a shame that Long Press is not in this race. It's such a shame. Because, I mean, I know I'm biased because I have uh, I, I'm a huge fan of the horse, but I think Long Press would have a fantastic chance in this. Gallop under Stomp is too short for me, uh, considering what he's done at Cheltenham and... Oh, yeah, it's only a horse for multiples. Yeah, 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 he's too short. I mean, I, I, he is in a multiple of mine, but it's too short for me now. Brave Man's game, I'm just not sure with Cheltenham. But, I mean, could could make me, you know, could could deliver. Aplutard hasn't run well since the Gold Cup last year. That's a that's a worry for me. At, at, even at a price like 8-1, to one, I mean, Aplutard could, could be a fan... is a fantastic horse at its best, so we'll see. I would be more... Quickly, I'll be more tempted to get have Manila in though. Yes. Price than Appletard. I think Appletard is still a bit too short to get involved with. Yes. Well, as I was just about to say, uh, I think the two, my two, my two, my two for this race would probably be Noble Yates, a nine to one. I think a very good horse is one on all on all kinds of ground. Uh, can def will definitely stay. Uh, it was I think even though came third was actually impressive on trials day as Jack just said. And then my other suggestion would be Manila Indo each way at twenties. I mean, look, has won, has won, has won this race and then came second. I think at twenty to one, you're looking at a very decent price for for a place. Uh, all you need is one of these horses to blow up, and then suddenly you've got 
Milner Indo running there uh, got a fantastic chance, knows how to do well. Uh, so yeah, and Hewick, I'm not. It's it's one of those where it's it's a gamble. You you put you, you take your chance. Yeah. There. It's 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 very much what could happen. Um, I don't think the ground will suit, but we'll see. We'll see. So chaps, your one selection for the Gold Cup, Jack. Betting without Galapin de Champ. Noble Gates. Okay, Josh. Not to get involved with a hoist in your in running if he settles. Okay, and I will also go Noble Yates, but with a, a side of Milerindo each way. Okay, we go on to the Hunters Chase. Yeah. Uh, some would say a little bit of an anti-climax after the Gold Cup, which is harsh on the Hunters, uh, on the Hunters Chases there. But we'll go into this. Uh, Jack, have you got anything to say here? Uh, well, the most consistent horse in recent years has been Billaway. Mm. Has not been really running up to up to scratch uh, this season. It's a really, really difficult race to call. I can't say I have a particularly strong opinion on the race. The, well, Mr Christie seems to hold hold all the aces here. Votelet, uh, yeah. <laughs> Ferns Lock and Wing Leader, the top three in the market. Uh, you know, like I said, uh, like I said earlier, with Willie Mullins at the Triumph, that's probably the uh, the best of the race, you'll probably get 10 to 1 on, so it's going to be. <laughs> um, you look at, uh, famous Claremont still in the market, I didn't think he was, he was going to be running. I thought that was confirmed, he wasn't going to be running. I put, look, Billaway is 7 to 1, course and distance winner, has won this race in the past, and I'm also looking at Chris's dream, at 8 to 1. Uh, strong horse had, you know, was talked up for a, Potential uh, good finish in the Gold Cup at one stage. So has the potential. Age doesn't really matter. Eleven-year-olds, twelve-year-olds, ten-year-olds win this thing. So I'm I'm looking at by the way seven to one. I've got here Chris's Dream at eight to one. Maybe even Bob and, Bob and Co at ten to one. But I really can't uh, can't advise here. I'm afraid. Fair enough. All I'm going to say to you listeners is, in this race, I'd be shocked if Orsay doesn't win. Now, I, uh, now it's very easy for me to be shocked, but I, I would be, I would still be shocked if Orsay doesn't win. Bill away potentially because of the history there, but it's not a race I'm going to be betting. No, for, the, for this sort of race, Vosley, who's who I've, I'm looking at nine to four here. You can't really get involved with that. No, 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 no. I mean, as I said, I'd be very surprised if Orsay doesn't win, but I'm yeah. not getting involved. Josh, any thoughts here? Yeah, Orsay, I think, would have won it last year, quite frankly, if he'd come to this. Uh, wing leader ran very well. Billaway, just kind of on, on the line, really. Uh, one at a bigger price who you might want to consider is a horse called Le Malin for Sean McParlin. Uh, the trainer, that is, not the jockey. Um, 20 to 1 you can get has form tying in with both Billaway and Winged Leader this season. Was beaten a length and a half by Winged Leader and a length by Billaway. So essentially you could just slot him in into third in last year's race. Kind of with those exact margins in mind. Will he win? Possibly not. Could he place? Absolutely. And with 20 to 1 you're getting a bit of compensation for his chance. I think he could go well. 
I will say, I'm just looking through the results, is it's won has won and done well on on all kind on all sorts of grounds. So yeah, we don't, we, Friday's a little bit of a lottery, but if it is soft or even heavy, then absolutely has a chance. So with that, that would be your one for this race, Jack. I know yeah. you're not hunting, but your one for this race. Oh, Chris's dream. And I will go. Uh, I'll just go with it. I'm going to go with the fave Borsley, even though I think it's too short to back. Okay, so we move on to the Mayor's Chase, a race that may or may not have a lot of love in amongst this group, but we have the two top of the market, Allegri Davassi and Impervious. Although Allegri Davassi has now stretched the lead in terms of the top of the market, now is six to four fave. Jack, you're quite keen on this one, aren't you? Yeah, uh, Allegri Devassi for me just wins. Uh, the, the, the jumping right handed, um, is going to be a concern going around the left handed track. It'd be really, uh, important. I, I imagine it's Paul Town, going to be Paul, Paul Townend on board. Hasn't been confirmed yet. But I'd imagine Paul's, it, Paul Townend's going to have to get, uh, her along the rail with a bit of cover on the outside stop her going out to the right and then you just fingers crossed coming over the last two fences she's got herself enough left in the tank and a bit of a lead to uh, compensate for the fact that she will she will jump right impervious I can't say I know too much about the form one last one is last her last three races she's beaten Jenny with me the crooner Hard or Nelakruna didn't exactly frank the uh, any form after um, the last race today, as we're filming on the Tuesday, as you've already said, Will. So it's going to be allegory Devassi for me because potent- there is massive potential there, and sort out the jumping right-handed, pull down and get uh, the strategy right. I think will be really hard to beat. Josh, I know you love this race. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I will end up having a bet. I, I don't think there's any value at the head of the market. Allegory Devassi could well be best horse in the race. Impervious could also be a very, very good horse. I think Jeremy's Flame, a little bit forgotten as third in the market. Horse I quite like for the race. Really, really good performance against Zambella last time out over at Huntingdon. Beat Pink Legends, who ran really, really well in the race last year and is running again this year. And I think we'll have a right good chance. That would be my bet in the race. Couple to mention at slightly bigger prices. Magic Days, who beat Dino Blue by three and uh, three quarter lengths. The form ties in with Impervious, who also beat Dino Blue by a similar margin. And you've got to throw a mention out to last year's winner, Ellie May, who was also second in the race the year before. I mean, at 25-1, to 1, if she comes back to anything like the form she showed in those races, she'd have a right good chance. Yeah, I was going to say, I think Ellie May, Ellie May, sorry, at, at 25s, 20s, I think is definitely... I think it's, it's almost the play in this. I know the form this year has not been great. But won it last year, came second the year before, knows how to win at Cheltenham, knows the, knows, knows the course. I think at that kind of price, you're looking at a decent each-way shout. Again, I could say Allegri Devassi could well be by far the best horse in this race. But at 6-4, to four, that's way too short for me. Jeremy Slade is also a very, very good shout as well. 
the LMA, I think, there. So I think we've got our, our shouts, our shouts for this race. But just to go over again, Jack, you're one for this race. Uh, Allegory Devassi, although it's one for the multiples at the price. Yeah, Josh. Jeremy's Flame for me, five to one. And I will go with Ellie May, even though I also think Jeremy's Flame is a good shout too. Okay, and we move on to the final race of the week. A race that I think we all look forward to because I think it's a very, very good race. Two mile, four and a half furlong uh, handicap hurdle. Uh, we've had some good winners of this race over the last couple of years. Uh, we've also had some bad moments in, in this race. Well, I have at least. Uh, but it's also a race that's really interesting us because we know it's the end. So we'll go into it. Josh, we'll start with you. A handicap, we have to start with you. <laughs> yeah, going, going back to our handicap special, you would have heard that it's a race that goes to quite inexperienced horses. 12 of the 14 winners had run eight times or less over hurdles. Normally goes to Irish trainers. And it quite often goes to Willie Mullins. However, I'm not sure it will go to Willie Mullins this year. Oh. I, I think Gordon Elliott has a better chance of landing. And the horse I quite like, if it goes as Favre de Chondu, I think has run really, really well this season, beating some decent horses in the process. Yes, is in the Albert Bartlett as well. But if he were to come here instead, I think he'd have a good chance Looking a little bit further down the market, Irish Hill could potentially be interesting. Paul Nichols, Angus Jolita is already jocked up and has been running very well, kind of improving over the season, winning its last three starts against some decent horses in Zoffany Bay and half a piece. Yeah, it's 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 a difficult one because we, we we're not quite sure. If some of these guys, horses are going to are going to run, uh, Jack. What a, before oh. before we go on to Jack, then uh, yeah. what I would say is, were Watchhouse Cross to run a good race on the Wednesday, yeah, I think that that would uh, potentially make me very interested in Vina Ardanza, whose form ties in very closely with Watchhouse Cross, and that's at a big price at forty to one. Yeah, I'm having to I'm having to scroll quite a long way down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is this is it. We're we're, going, we're doing it live. No no need to edit this. I'm just going one way down. One I've got here for Gordon Elliott and Vina Ardanza. Yeah, forty to one, De- decent price. Will be kind of near the near the top of the weight, but uh, look like you needed every every um, every yard of those, that two mile four furlongs that day on kind of middle of the road ground, yielding to soft. Came second, probably should have won the race. Let's be honest. And I think this kind of slightly stronger run, two mile four furlongs, will really suit. Jack, Martin Pike, thoughts to you? Oh, it, it may, yeah, I, I'd love to see Langerdan go here and the third time of asking, um, finally get it done, but he's not going to. Uh, going to Coral. He's, he's ridiculous. Still the, still the anti-post favourite as it stands. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm on firm footings here. I can't say I have a really strong opinion. Uh, I agree with Josh and Gordon Elliott. I think he's got a really strong hand in the race. Yeah. I'm looking at firm, firm for that run on the uh, middle of February at Narvan, um, beating a, beating a, a Rich Ritchie horse, Harantsu Dairy. I can't say I have a really strong opinion in the race, I'm afraid. It's not something I have a particularly strong record in. I did see um, uh, Iseo 
won at the uh, uh, at the weekend at Sandown, and he's got an entry for this. Uh, he won the Imperial Cup. Will he go here for for for, Paul, for the Paul Nichols Yard? I, I don't know if, you, if either of you know anything about that. More, I'm, more. Not, I'm, I I'm not sure either. I haven't heard anything. No. Um, if he go if he goes, I mean, he's going to be a ridiculously quick turnaround. But you know, if if he goes, they'll think he's capable of doing something. I, I can't say. Firm footings for me. I would suggest with um, Iche or Issei, the fact that it's gone, I'm just looking at the market volatility, it's gone from 20s to 8s, back out to 20s, and now to 10s, which suggests that maybe there is thought that they're going to go here. But mm. that's really just from reading the mark, the price and the market changes. Yeah, it's still not, it's still non, non-runner, no bet. Um, yes. So I will probably have a little play at it. I, look, really impressive in the Imperial Cup. I've, but I've got nothing really more to add, I'm afraid. Yeah, I, 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 I was a big fan of Cool Survivor, but I think there's thoughts that they might go to the Albert Bartlett with that. Um, I think Flavry de Chamdu is, is another good shout. It's one of those where I will very much be taking in what's happening on the morning and getting involved then, most likely. But if I'd pick one, I'd probably go with Flavry de Chamdu. Though, if Cool Survivor does run here, which is unlikely. I'll probably go call Survivor, but yeah, not a lot of help there for you listeners. We'll go for our, we'll just go round for our one for the race. Josh, let's go with Vina Ardanza. 40s. Like yeah, I like that. Jack, firm footings. And whichever, or if call Survivor runs, call Survivor. If not, Barry Deschamps do. And it is. And there we have it. That is the conclude. We have concluded our preview for the Gold Cup day, and that with that, the end of our Cheltenham Festival previews. We hope you've uh, enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed punting along. Uh, but before we go, we've got to give our naps and lays of the day. Uh, we'll start with we'll start with Josh because <laughs> I feel like he doesn't want to do this, but we're going to go with it. Josh, your nap and your lay of the day. Not a day of especially strong fantasies for me, so I'm going to nap rock my way in the Albert Bartlett. Ooh. Um, I will lay Allegory de Bassi purely for the jumping out to the right. Fair enough. Jack, nap and a lay. Well, I, I feel like the most... And I'll even rather admit this, the most obvious candidate for a lay is Allegory de Bassi. Yeah. <laughs> Which have been mentioned. But well, that's going to be a nap. <laughs> but it's going to be my nap. <laughs> <laughs> Is it going to be a nap and you lay it? Then you come out even. <laughs> I, I think, uh, you're looking at all the races, there is a, it's perhaps the only race with the absolutely clear difference in quality between the top of the market and the rest. I could even say, I would even say for, get, for the Gold Cup, it's the Gold Cup. Anything can happen. And there mm. are some quality horses in that race. I only think there's one quality horse in this race, and that's Allegory de Bassi. So <laughs> it will be it will be my nap. In terms of a lay of the day, that's a really tough one. I would I don't I don't know if I've got the uh, if we've got the bottle to lay Galapin de Champ. Oh goodness me! No, Blood Destiny. It's got to be. I'm going to lay Blood Destiny. I think there's too much going running against Blood Destiny, and I'm not so sure on the form. So, lay of the day, Blood Destiny, nap of the day, Allegory Devassi. 
Uh, fair enough. My nap of the day will be three-card brag in the Albert Bartlett. I'm taking Josh on there. And my lay of the day, I am going to do what Jack couldn't do, and I'm going to be laying Galapan Deschamps in the Gold Cup. Now, Galapan could be amazing, could blow them away, and could be a brilliant winner. But I just think at that price and the quality of horses that are in that race, that's my lay of the day. And with that, we have finished previewing the Gold Cup. It's been great fun. Uh, Josh, Jack, I know we're recording this on the Tuesday, so we already have one day. But of what's rest, what's left to come of the, of the festival, what are you most excited about? I'm most what? excited about Barry Connell doing the double with good land in the Ballymore. Oh, yes. Go on, Josh. 5.36 on Friday afternoon when it's all over. <laughs> <laughs> and the excitement for next year builds. Oh, yes. I, 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 I might go and say, actually, the, as, soon, as soon as it finishes, as soon as we start putting on our 2024 anti-post. Yes. Start oh, on. Uh, mighty Potter for me. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. Could be a... Yeah, just absolutely imperious performance and a potential Gold Cup winner along the line. So, mm. mighty possible for me. In the of course, of course, I have decided. I decided to lay during the Thursday preview. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Josh, um, you said uh, I can't remember what you said was your, your the most exciting, the most exciting moment to come. Good land. Good land. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot. Just shows how swept up I am at the moment. <laughs> I know Jack's really looking forward to that race. <laughs> yeah, listeners, 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 if only you could see <laughs> see the expression on his face right now. <laughs> my, uh, yeah, we well, we've been doing this for a month and a half, and my professional reputation is is on the line. So, <laughs> well, we'll see how we go, gents. It's been a pleasure previewing the Cheltenham Festival with you. I hope you have a good uh, couple of days to come, uh, listeners. I hope you've enjoyed it. We'll see you soon. Ta-ra.